Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of This Is Gonna Hurt, a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I am Owen, I am the DM of this, uh, this homebrewed campaign that we are playing in. The players that we have with us tonight are... Steven. Jeremy. Craig and Alex, which is backwards in the way we normally do, and I that's totally this fine. Way and you that's okay. Me off. Just before I give a quick recap about what happened on last episode, I'm going to turn it over to Steve to talk about where you can find us. Hello. So, if you want to follow us on social media and all those other things, you can because we have those things. Nice. So, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, you can find us at slash gonna hurt DND. You'll also find all of those things at our website, this is gonna hurt dnd.com. Also on our website, you'll find two stores, one on Amazon and one on Spreadshirt. What, and you can get stores? a whole bunch of things. We got some cool shirts if you want to get something through Amazon Prime, because you can do that. If you want to get like buttons and cups and backpacks and tote bags and stuff, you can also do that through our Spreadshirt store. The last one that we have is a Patreon. We don't have a lot on there, but if you do want to financially support the podcast, you can do that at patreon.com slash this is gonna hurt DND. Turn it back over to you, man. Awesome. So just a quick recap of what happened last time. Our four adventures, the Goliath Korath, the uh, Dragonborn Windar, the Tortle Junta, and the Gnome Brimley. Yeah, yeah. They found themselves swirling through this blue light that had like captured them or something, and they found themselves on the deck of a ship, surrounded by bald, shirtless men, and who, who brandished <laughs> swords. Uh, they were told to put their weapons away. They met a man. His name was Novun. You can see a picture of him on our Instagram if you go check it out. He uh, just began talking to them, and they, they talk about how their uh, this this boat is journeying toward the country of Meridon, which confused some. This uh, this sea drake ended up coming up on the boat, and they defeated it, and it turned into this small stone figurine. And Novun said that this was like the prime magic of his nemesis, Vadelzar. I've pronounced that a few different ways now. I'm not sure which one is true. <laughs> and yeah, and they just began making conversation, trying to kind of figure out uh, where they are. I mean, they know they're on the Great Sea, but where they are, maybe even when they are. Uh, toward the end of our last episode, a little a door opened and a, and a boy uh, began to poke his head out. And Novun told him to go back into his cabin. And that's where we are going to pick up on tonight's episode of This Is Gonna Hurt. All right, so it's still the nighttime. You are still in the presence of Novun Tesaro. No, Novun. Uh, um, yes. Who? Brimley. Who? Who is that in in the cabin? Pay him no mind. He is my ward. Oh, are you like teaching him things? Yes, he is my student in a sense. Oh, could you teach me things? It is very possible. Wait, where, does your, where does your power originate? Uh, well. I, I kind of draw from different things, but I just have, like, uh, I study a lot, and I tend to just, like, put in put in the work. Um, I also have, like, a connection to Eldath. This is a nature goddess. She's also known as Meliana in some places. Ah, uh, Meliana. Yeah. Also worshipped in the nation of Meridon. Yes, yeah. So she gives me a little bit of power, too. Perhaps in the morning. Okay, okay. We have a long journey ahead of us. Do you have we a do place? not know how long the blue light will allow you to oh, stay with us. That's a good point. What? Oh, we're here on a time limit. We don't know. It is very possible. Is that what happened last time? The last time, I did never saw them again. Oh. They vanished in front of my eyes. What? Wait, wait, who were they? What did they do? We've never covered that. 
Yeah, who are these previous warriors of destiny? I apologize, but my business is my own. I I, th- I believe that. I understand. Yeah. Not to be disrespectful, um, but I feel that whatever information you might know about the previous warriors could potentially help us. Persuasion. Please. Go for it. It. We don't know why we're here. All we know is that we entered a door and then the blue light brought us here and you saw that this fig, this Drake was following us. Someone who we don't know of Vadelzar and we need to know everything that we can know in order to help us through because it could potentially help you as well. You can roll with advantage. That was a good speech. Ooh, thank you. Do it! With the cool die. Ooh, okay. Uh, either nice, a, rolls. nice rolls. It's either a 31 or a 30. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I lied. It's either a 29 or a 30. Okay, a 30. Wow. Okay. He tells us everything. You see his demeanor shift. He's nicer to the boy. And he says, <laughs> when the boy and I were attempting to escape Gemesia, five of my friends vanished. As we were attempting to flee, we found ourselves trapped. We had nowhere to turn. Backed into the end of a hallway with no doors, no spaces to escape from. Backing ourselves up into the wall, I felt the familiar tapestry, one I'd seen my entire life. And as my back began to press up against it, I realized this tapestry concealed an exit. We escaped. Here we stand. This was recent. Why were you escaping? So these warriors of fate disappeared at your moment of need? The warriors of fate disappeared two days. Mm. Two days. Before the moment of our escape. <laughs> oh, <Sorry>. okay. <laughs> it's a very small and slow disappearance. <laughs> Wait, so why were you escaping? The boy was in danger. How come? The priests of death. Well, why do they care about him? To them, he is not special. Why is he special to you? Only time will tell. If it's something that death wants to consume, it could be important for life. Just throwing that out there. You speak wisdom. I try sometimes. Dragonborn. Windar. Yep. (laughs) What is it that you teach? Magic. Oh. What kind of magic? Asetsis, well, a god of life and death, is the supreme mistress of magic. Perhaps you could teach me as well. Likewise. Perhaps. We're going to have a class. And there it goes. He's going to start dancing, and he's dancing, and he's dancing. Brimley, you don't need to dance. Now, what what did the warriors of destiny do, though? I've not seen them. They have not returned. So they appeared. When I saw the blue light, I thought I would be reunited with my friends. Maybe they switched with us. It's like an exchange program. Yo, they must be out of their minds right now. Probably not a good thing. Like, they might be like, whoa, there's carts. Wait, do you guys have carts? Yes, there are carts. We don't make a lot of advances, do we? <laughs> Apparently not. Um, that. <laughs> Who wait, knows? Wait a minute. Let's wait till we get to the mainland. When that pulls out the portable hole, mm-hmm. no moon. Um, this is something given to us by a friend. Um, it's 
You'll see. He just first he just touches it. It feels and like he says, "Ah, I understand." Indeed, and he and he takes a step back. Windar opens up the portable hole and pulls out the sending stone. Is the stuff in there? Yeah, if it's there. Yes. Okay. okay. Oh, we're, all right. So we're still in the same plane, at least. We know that. Um, That's very true. Could have been an alternate universe. That would have been, been weird. Will any of this money actually work here? <gasps> Our money. Gold's gold. No, yeah. but they're monarchs. But they're like monarchs. Gold's gold. Oh, maybe. It's true. To, to be, but what like, if like, their money like weighs less and we're giving them more money? Because well, like, oh, then gold weighs more for us or something. That's fair. But also um, going back to just realize, no one said before, the future could screw up the past. Probably. We shouldn't give them these. Yeah, that's a good idea. Barter system. I w- oh, I also have pulled out the sending stone to who? Wait. I've ha- I, you have the sending stone? I, I have the one. Yeah. I have the sending stone to Gallandan. Mm, no, no, that would go to Cliff. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. We yeah. have three sending stones. You have technically four sending stones. So you oh have one gosh. that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're the one who bought an extra set in the last episode. Little fist. Um, you have one that reaches to Cliff. You have one that reaches to Aegisar. And then you have two that talk to each other. So I have, one, I have the one that goes to Cliff. Because it yes, was it do. was the one that went to Dalandan. Right, right. Who was the one that goes to Aegisar? Well, Windar forgets. And maybe he's <laughs> rummaging through the portable hole. Hey, like, maybe ask, see if Aegisar can. Where's, is is yeah. here? Yeah. Huh. Where's the sending stone? I can do sending, but I don't know if I can do it. If Brimley has the stone, he's gonna pull out of his pack. And okay, find he's it. got it. Cool. It's there. Oh man, what do I say to a guy? Who might be nine hundred years older, younger? He would okay. So he's gonna talk to it and say, "Aegisar Rorak, are you on the other end of this stone?" So you feel this message go out from you, yeah, and you feel this just rushing back to your ear, and there's nothing. <gasps> I didn't get anything, guys. Oh, maybe maybe he just had it on the table and oh wait left wait. It. Wait, we're also like three weeks out. Maybe there's like a time delay, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe it, it I'll, I'll hold on to it right. just in case. Oh, wait, just yeah. keep I'll your, just, yeah. I'll be aware. Cool. I'm ready. Right. I'm not sure that's how magic works. No, you don't. I'm a wizard. <laughs> and he's a lizard. I'm going to. And together. Don't do it. <laughs> we're the Wagner twins. Oh. Okay. Wait, you guys are twins? <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> at this point, Novin goes, um, can, we, can you say we have a small guild within the guild now? It's called the Lizard Wizards, and that's official. LW. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Novin says, I am beginning to grow weary. Likewise. Um, Do you have a place we can sleep? Of course. He doesn't elaborate on that. And he says, I have no reason not to trust you, warriors of destiny. Magic itself seems to have brought you here, and I trust magic. Do not give me a reason not to trust you. Understood. You got it, man. So wait, you, you don't have any reasons to not trust us, but do you have reasons to trust us? Because we're destiny, bro. The blue light. I'm just saying, uh, I won't say anymore. It's probably not a good idea. <laughs> we're, we're being you hunted. trust us. That's good. We're being hunted by his enemy. That's common cause enough. How do you know we're being hunted? It could just be him. What if we just happen to be hunted? here. 
if we're here, it's by association already. Grant, we're we're we're, we're way out. Fear of not, place. lizard. You are not being hunted. Okay. Still. And he and he turns and he just like heads to the the door where the that the door that had recently opened is. Korath mm. starts eating the fish that he has on his spear. Oh yeah, just raw, just raw. sushi, nasty, <laughs> man. Just like an apple, just like just a big old tuna. Scales <laughs> man, hey, bring me you want any? No, thank you. Oh god, Korath. Oh wait, there are bones like sticking oh, out of your teeth now and everything. Crunch. <laughs> that doesn't look uh, comfortable. Oh, I mean, there's like a little like um, area. Where you can like fillet your fish off to the side if you wanted to, but you Win- don't have to. Windor nope, does eat it like an apple. <laughs> but he, he pulls out he pulls out his his sword and he's gonna do it with that and he's like, "Well, you've cut worse, right? You're here, aren't you?" <laughs> <laughs> you actually hear a voice. Ah, what do you think you're doing, you bloody idiot? I gotta cut this, but I have a question for you. You're chopping fish with me. Yeah, you're either gonna chop fish or you're gonna answer this question. What's the What's the question? Don't chop fish with me. How old are you? How old am I? Yeah. When were you? Well, I'm not exactly sure. What's happening in the world right now? Does Maradon sound familiar? Of course Maradon sounds familiar. Right. It's just uh, united with the other two countries to become a trune. Just united? Of course. That's what I needed to know. Thank you. And wait, he, wait, no. no what? Mm? And he pulls him back out. What? I didn't actually have anything else to say. I just uh, don't like being in the sheath. <laughs> Oh, it's well, been a while since we spoke. Since I spoke to anyone. That's fair. Well, I don't even know if my voice is the same. Well, uh, <laughs> it's it's a little different, but granted, we're in a different time. So anyway, I'm going to cut this fish with not you. And that was bad grammar. I appreciate and, that, you and then, idiot. And okay, I was going to talk to you for for the whole meal, but now it's going to be half. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> and he puts him back. All right. And he's starting. Hey, window, you're talking to your sword again. Yeah. I. Uh, He's old, but he's not this old. He's kind of like unification old. You know what I mean? I'm going to cut this fish. <laughs> he goes to do that. Okay, so. weirdo. I, uh, <laughs> I cast uh, thematurgy to like brighten all the torches. It does so. The sailors like look around confused. Really oh. wants to go to bed. No, I can see. <laughs> Whereas Vermeer mm-hmm. goes to bed. Kind of in the front of the ship? Yeah. I'm there right. are... Um, Bunks. Bunks. Some of which are actual cots, others of are, are hammocks. Okay. Even with, you know, 30 or so sailors, you, you are able to uh, find some space. It cool. is very, very cramped. He's going to go to sleep. Okay. And the first thing he does when he wakes up later is he's going to check his portents and look into his ball and do that. Okay. Just, just for future reference. In the middle of the night, while Windar's sleeping, he's thinking of just like random places in the boat. And in the morning... He he learned Dimension Door and doesn't know how to use it, and he was just thinking about it, like well, like just thinking of a place in the boat. And when he wakes up in the morning, he's in the cargo hold because that's he's like, I wonder where that is or what's in there. And he just wakes up like in a bunch of barrels or just like among stuff. Fair enough. So, Windar, you wake up below deck. What? And there are barrels. What did you get here? Also, below deck, you. See a lot of things. <laughs> um, actually, cheating the system. Yeah, a little bit. So you see, they look like statues that have been. They're just like laying on their on their backs, essentially, 
And there are a few of them. There's four of them. And they look vaguely humanoid, except for their heads. And their heads, uh, one of them has the head of what looks like a hawk-like creature. One has the head of a lion-like creature. One has the head of a dog-like creature. And the last one is a female human. But it appears that her statue has um, wings. What? And so like, uh. there's, there's cargo. But then there are also those four statues. Oh, 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 I, cool. And he goes over to him and just looks at him. Okay. They're like riding on him or anything? Um, in certain parts. Yeah, there's, there's more of the. Can I read them or read the, uh, the writing? Yeah, basically all of the writing just talks about how they are guardians and they're guardians of different aspects of, of man. So like body, soul, mind, and spirit. And so like each one is just kind of seems to have a connection between those. He puts his tattooed side hand on it. Nothing <laughs> his <happens>. right hand. <laughs> Nothing happens. <laughs> All right. Well, that rules that. So this out. is happening a little bit before I think the rest of you wake up just because he kind of has like magic himself into awakenedness. So I would say that the other three of you, you probably wake up with the sun. It is a clear, sunny day. Yeah. Korath before... Going to sleep, summon Trevor as a giant seahorse on the side of the boat. Yes. Okay, so he's alongside of the boat. Oh, <laughs> she was summoned Bonzi. Good, um, yeah. good in the morning when you eat I breakfast. Good in the morning. I yeah, so. I, then I fall asleep, hmm. and I'm just having him, like, follow along with the boat. I go up above deck because I don't see any reason to stay below deck anymore and hang out. Would Trevor be the same? Can you summon Trevor? Can it be Trevor's descendant or, or ancestor? ancestor. Excuse me. I know this is the thing. Like, I mean, how old of a spirit That's is he? And would he be the, have this? Would he be like, who the heck are you? <laughs> and how did you bring me here? I'm gonna say it's you summon a giant seahorse and just an obedient seahorse. That's not Trevor. They they just like look at you, and you hear a, a different voice in your head, and it says. Oh, a new master. Wait, no, wait. You're you're not the seahorse I summoned. Wait, what? You're not you're not Trevor. Well, I'm first and foremost not usually a seahorse, but I must follow the will of my master. Valid point. Um what's your name? My name is Maelstrom. Okay, Molly, got it. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is Trevor's real name? Don't worry about it. It's Trevor. <laughs> Yo, I feel like Korath could stick with, with Maelstrom and be like, oh, cool. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> Molly. Um, Molly. He's going to get back to present day and they're going to like have a fight. Yeah, right. Maelstrom's going to show up and Trevor's going to be like, excuse me. <laughs> Are you seeing another entity? <laughs> now they're not going to because you just said it. It's going to be really, really cool. <laughs> you just ruined it. Like, Okay, you just uh, hang along the side of the boat. Uh, I'm gonna go get some shut eye. Um, if anything crazy comes comes at us from the water, just let me know. Of course, master. Exist Thanks, Mally. To do your bidding. So now it's morning. Cool. <clears throat> that happened last night. I'm hanging out on deck. Devil my portents. You can. Oh, Sit, 18. Sitting on the rail, dangling 10. my feet over. Okay. Living dangerously. Mally is just kind of like, like he's like, 
a couple feet below the water just enough and like I'm, I'm just, I just want Korath to be like standing on his back just like and surfing through the waves. <laughs> Can I do that? Sure, roll me a uh, acrobatics check. Oh yeah. My, my loyal servant. He is a loyal servant. Okay. Do I see you? In fact, the connectedness of your mind, you can roll with advantage. Because <laughs> he just wants us to use these dice as much as possible. That's They're awesome. No, I would have done it either way. <laughs> oh, okay, wait. <laughs> okay. Uh, acrobatics, uh, that's a nine. <laughs> you, uh, it, it takes you like a, a decent chunk of time to like get to do it. Like the, like the first like eight times you just try to get up, you just like, oh, you fall back down and you know, you, you never end up in the water. Um, <laughs> but it does take you a little while to figure out the kind of like mechanics of working together to do this. But you and you Surfing and Maelstrom do eventually surfing on the back. For the record, it looks similar to the seahorse to the sea to the seahorse. I mean, in, just in terms of size, you notice uh, like whereas Trevor as a seahorse looked almost like solid sand, just kind of smushed together. Yeah, the seahorse looks more flowy and elegant. Okay, more like. White than sand colored. Okay. Also. Okay. After doing that and getting my kicks, I kind of jump back. Well, while up he's on the doing boat. that, what was uh, what was so Brimley's rolling your portents? Just so I know what were your portents? Uh, Eighteen and ten. Eighteen and ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty good. Yeah. And yeah. Junta, up to anything? Uh, you know, just waking up. You see Novun talking. out on the boat. He is he is out on the boat. Mm. Yeah, just kind of start uh, talking to people about their lives and about like what this land they're from is about and. Uh, just learning about their history, and I'm taking notes. I'm like just writing in my notebook about all these things that. Okay, roll me. Hmm, roll me an investigation, just as a you know. Do you know how to ask the right questions to, you know, pull out bits of information? Twelve. Twelve. Okay, so you learn the basics. Uh, you learn that Chemisir is uh, mostly desert nation. There's a are two main rivers which go through it, and those two rivers, which run mostly in parallel, um, that the nation is pretty much between those two, and it extends out beyond them as well. But And again, it's mostly desert. I mean, what you remember, like what you know of Kemisir just from like modern day, you know that they've built many big things that have lasted for thousands of years from previous ages, and you, so you know that, you know, and they talk to you about the, the crops they use and they, they're really braggadocious about the fact that like, you know, they think they're the first people to like create paper. And so that's pretty much what you learn. You don't get much more than that. So wait, if they're the first people to create, are they like surprised that I have paper myself? Do you have paper? Yeah. That's my notebook. Everything is um, yeah. And actually the, the people that you talk to, once you like get to that part about paper, they're like astounded actually at how like clean and nice your paper is, you know, and they show you some like scroll and it's 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 grainier and it's you know it's not as fine and refined. Yeah. So I say, wow, wow, that's that's really impressive. That's awesome. And I'm like drawing what they're showing me on like my nice paper. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, how, like I mean, news of your paper spreads. And you know, have you seen his paper? Have you seen his paper? It's so clean. <laughs> so fresh and so clean. How do clean? we get it so white? Everyone's gonna be mad at you for showing them future things. Maybe he inspired the trend the of, of having, of nice having oh. whiter, clearer. You yeah, altered history. You don't, you don't know, man. One of these guys is going to be like a papersmith. I didn't alter history. This is what's meant to be. Mm. And so uh, Novin is uh, is around. Cool. And he uh, he actually walks up to you, Brimley, 
Hi. And he says, uh, you have not, you have not peered into the future yet, have you? Um, yeah, yeah, you, I do that when I wake up. Ah, a pity. Oh, why? I was curious to explore the grass, the, the vast future with you. Oh, well, I, I do it every morning, so we can definitely do it tomorrow. If we're going to be here for a while. Hopefully. Let yeah. me show you something. Okay. And so you see like near the door. Yeah. His staff is laying up against the door. Oh, and cool. also this like huge, huge, obnoxiously, unrealistically big scroll. <laughs> like Naruto style. Like sometimes they have these big scrolls on their back. Like it's really big. Okay. And uh, he begins like just on, he puts it on the ground. Okay. And he just begins unfolding. And this thing is like, it's big. Like and it's made of that same kind of grainy paper. Cool. I have a question. Mm-hmm. If I look at the staff, it, so it's like wrapped at the top, but there's clearly something like yes, under the linens tip. Okay. Wrapped I, I can't it. get like a general idea of like no. what's under. It's just, okay, gotcha. Okay. So I'm watching him unroll this scroll. Yeah. And it, you know, you just see just like, it's just covered in not ancient chemisirian. Oh. And it's a unique set of symbols that you can roll an arcana or history check yeah, for. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so if I do an arcana check, it's going to be a 24. 24 is pretty good. So you don't recall like why, like like if this script has a name, but you do know that you would see it occasionally in like really, really old texts okay, that you like would get. I was studying but it would never be like in that script. It would always be like a word here or there. Okay. And so you recognize the symbol. Some of the symbols are like, like you know, a one symbol thing. For, and like when 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 a wizard has to like use hand motions or a wand motion, right? That it mimics some of these symbols. So this it seems ancient and deeply arcane to you. Okay. And he just begins showing you, and you know he'll he'll you know he'll call over like one of the the sailors, and he'll like instruct him to get up on a barrel and jump, and then he'll like he'll point to like jump off the barrel, and he'll yeah. point to a section, and you know he'll see him like say these words they don't really understand and you'll see this guy kind of float to the ground and, and he's just oh. kind of like walking you through like what we would call things. like level one and two spells. Cool. And he's just got all of them. Cool. And he's just, Is he like teaching them to me? Or he's, he's not really teaching me? you. He's kind of like showing off at this point. Okay. Um, you would have to like intimately know his script right. in order to like so obtain lasting knowledge from this. But all he's doing are like level one and two spells. So he's basically like every, like he's just working his way through the tip of the scroll. Okay. And he's got and he's like, you know, he's only eight or nine inches in of this scroll, which is mm. like widthwise is like two or three feet. And he's like, and there's so much scroll left. Cool. I've I've actually seen those those spells when I was still at school. You know, when I was a start like a beginner. Wizard, do you have anything like you? I see you have a lot of space there. Do you have anything like more powerful than that that you might be able to show me? <laughs> I do, small one. I do. Cool. Um, Let me see. <laughs> oh, you want to see? Yeah, I want to see. Give me a minute. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So, Windar, this, this, this seahorse right there. It's not Trevor. I don't know where Trevor is. I'm kind of freaking out. I hope he's okay, man. Hey, you new new horse. Um. Where are you from? Maelstrom says, come from the plane of air. Yeah, his name's Mal, uh, or like Mally or Mal, Mal something, um, but... Meliana? Is your name Meliana? Wait, what was your name again? Maelstrom. 
Maelstrom. Um, yeah. And uh, he's from the airplane. Wait, you, you spent a lot of time there. Yeah. Never heard. Well, there were hailstorms, but never heard of Maelstrom. There's nothing that was really thrown around about that name. Yeah. But that's cool, though. I, I don't know where he is. Where's Trevor? Where is he? Well, where are you? I mean, hey, if if you don't summon him, right? Does he or like how long does he stay around? Does he just like disappear after a while or is he always here? Because if he disappeared, then maybe he's back where he's supposed to be, waiting to be summoned, and he's okay. I don't know how that works. I only have this guy behind me. Oh, we talked yesterday while we ate. It was cool. Got to know him a little bit better. But he's a Working, working on it. <laughs> I pat my sword. Your sword? Yeah. It's but there's you, you heard him. He talks. He yelled once. Remember if I heard him or not. So <laughs> <laughs> while that conversation is happening. <laughs> Novoon is he kind of just peels the scroll kind of deeper in there. He's like a couple of feet into the scroll. Okay. And he kind of uh Directs you to a certain part, actually waves his hands over it, and the script kind of begins to glow. Not bright, but just oh. enough to indicate the section that he is uh, talking about. Yeah. Um, I had a quick question. If I cast... Sorry, i got to find it. Is it. I just thought of it. Um, comprehend languages. Mm-hmm. Would I be able... Because it says you can understand... Or you can also understand any written language that you can see. I mean, you must be touching the surface on which the words are written. Would it... Would I be able to read this, or is it because it's more symbols? Of like you can give it a shot. All right, um, it's a one hour. I mean, a level one spell, so I would give that a shot. I would like touch the scroll and see if I can like glean meaning. Okay, you cast a spell. Yeah, and it does not appear. Okay, you don't understand it. Worth a shot. Your your reasoning is probably that it's it's less of a language and more of. Oh, like it a, takes ten a, minutes to cast anyway. So all right, well, so you, never mind. you do so. Well, uh, he's but, showing you so. No, yeah, you yeah, while, while I'm show, yeah, okay. And, but uh, I don't get anything. And it's more of a cipher. Okay, cool. Then anything figured. else? Dump a level five spell into it. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I understand all the writing. And that's it. So he gets to this one section and he, yeah. he illuminates it and he, he knows, he understands that you don't understand. Right. And he kind of like translates and, and in the same way that you've learned wizard spells, I mean, there's hand motions involved. Um, certain ones that actually like the words you say, it, it matters where the sun is in the sky or, you know, what day of the week and things like that it is. Right. And so he begins explaining it to you, and he, uh, and he, he, with like a final like flourish of his hands, just this like this wall of ice, just like bursts out from the boat in the ocean. Yeah, and he just creates this huge like wall, and and some of the soldiers look over. Some of them actually roll their eyes a little bit. <laughs> and if you like, spend the next hour with him, he'll actually teach you this spell, Wall cool. of Ice. That would sound fun. Windar raises the Wall of Ice with a wall of water. <laughs> the wall of, the wall of Ice gets really tall. <laughs> Wait, it's on the boat? No, no, it's, it's in the ocean. In the it ocean. creates a wall of ice. It kind of like, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, in yeah. yeah, it's in the water. And it's okay. floating. I love it's this. <laughs> I like doing this. This is so cool. I could do this with any kind of water. Even, like, oh. It's fun. It's <laughs> a tall pillar of water anywhere I go. Uh, what's just, so like you guys were talking and you were like surfing and stuff and like this is yeah. kind of all happening together. Like Brimley and him are learning and you're like, you know, using the better part of that hour to like practice your surfing skills with with uh, with Maelstrom and Jinta's talking to people and asking around. I don't remember if uh, you. So oh. you're actually still in the bottom of the boat. Oh no, no, I came up. I came oh, okay. up. Okay, so you came up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you, so you came up at some point. You know, during that hour as as a. Uh, What's his name? Korath is kind of like wrapping up and 
So as you're kind of all finishing up what you had been doing, the, the, the door from the day before opens up again. And I will say that Brimley is the only one who hears this. And you hear, Tisha. And, he, and Navoon looks over and he goes, yes, boy. And he goes, Tisha, may I, may I come out? And Novun says, fine, but only for a bit. Keep yourself on the ship. And the boy nods. He understands what he's being instructed. When he comes out, can Brimley ask him a question? Sure, I'm going to describe him first. Okay. All these men, by the way, now that it's daytime, you notice that they're all fairly dark-skinned, uh, Novun included. The boy is also fairly dark-skinned. He has, he has hair, kind of thick black hair. But you notice that he, unlike the rest of them, he has blue eyes. The rest of them have, have brown eyes. He bears no tattoos or anything like that. He's wearing just simple linens. And uh, yeah, so what, what did you say? Uh, what, what's your name? Um, h- hello, my name is Antioch. That's cool. Um, you like to hang out on the boat? Um, it gets lonely at times, but as teacher says, it is safer inside the cabin. Um, do you tend to go for a swim? How come you said you had to stay on the boat? Well, the teacher is the greatest of all magicians, and he has bewitched the boat to protect us oh. from um, identification. And cool. If I were to leave the boat or put myself over the sea, it is possible that the enemy could find us. Over the sea? Wait, can you fly? No. Oh, okay. Because I kind of can. And then Crab just kind of like pops himself off and the he, ground. And he, and he looks and, and he just like, he like points to the side and he just means like, he just like reaches out like a hand like, mm. over the sea. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah, like, got it. I won't go over the sea. Um, well, you can <clears> go over the sea. Oh, I can. Oh, I can. <laughs> at this point, only right. Grimley and Korath are like near them. Uh, Novun cool. is like rolling up his scroll at this point. And he it's a puts cool it up scroll. Against the when it goes over to Junta, the wall. Yeah. You learn anything? Um. Yeah, I mean, I I took all my notes here. It turns out they they're the nation that created paper. Uh, their paper doesn't look as good as this one, though. I I don't really know. Well, I mean, we're a little bit more. We're a little bit further down the line. That's all. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, most of the stuff we already know from our time, but... I have a question for you, though. Oh, what's up? You're familiar with religions and everything, right? Uh, sure. So, somehow... See, I went to sleep normally. I went to bed in my sleeping spot. Yeah. And I woke up below deck. I don't know how. I, I was dreaming about below deck, and then there I was. Yeah. But when I woke up, there were four statues... And okay. they were, I mean, they were nice looking, but it was strange. It was one had, a, one was a woman with wings, a okay. humanoid dog, a humanoid cat, uh, cat lion. lions, like a big cat okay. and a humanoid hawk. hawk. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and I've never seen them before. They're like, they had some inscriptions on them, but it, they're guardians of some kind. It's like mm. four aspects of humanity, but you know anything about that? Uh, do I? Roll me a, <laughs> just a straight intelligence. 19. So just, this is like you thinking about what you've been talking about. You recall one, 
that the chemisarians, that their gods typically have the bodies of humans and then the heads of various beasts. Um, then you piece together, that's why they would be perhaps fond of a creature such as yourself. And they do tend to like worship certain animals too, as they relate to those particular beings. You know that there is, they have a belief in, in one core god that they give no form to, and that all the lesser gods, like you equate them to like angels in a sense, like they're gods, but they are more like servants and aspects um, of the this one formless being. And um, again, you, you might have gathered that like they're very particular about their funerals and they're very particular about protecting different aspects of, you know, so they like bury the body in a specific way and they, they try to, they separate out quote unquote, the soul, spirit and mind um, in various ways before they in turn, I believe is the word a body. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, Basically, they what I've gathered here is that uh, they're probably just um, servants of the god that they worship, and they just represent different things that they do. You know, like you said, of, of the body, kind of body, mind, soul, strength sort of deal. Okay. <laughs> body, soul, spirit, mind. That one. <laughs> That's fair. All right. I mean, it's just strange that... I mean, I was not expecting to see that. It's cool, but just weird. Yeah. Oh, well. Very religious people. They are. Is there anything that uh, we can help with, guys? I don't know if there's anything that we can do. Hey! Um, is there anything that you and your crew need help with? I, I kind of feel like we're on your boat. We might as well pull our weight. You gather? Like, he nobody, like, addresses you directly? But, like... I guess I guess that like stronger guy from the day before, he he says, um, no. Okay. Well, I mean, if you ever need help with like the sails or anything, like getting up there rather than like climbing, like I can just like lift one of you guys up. What do you mean? He's really strong. Take my hand. He tentatively, like he just like very cautiously reaches out. I grab his hand and he's gonna throw him up. He flies. I grab his hand and I just kind of lift off the ground with holding his hand. Ah, ah, and then oh I bring him ah, back. Ah. <laughs> how, how do you do such wondrous things? My shoes. Shoe? And like, Yo, they're going to shank you. He looks, uh, he looks at your feet and goes, your sandals cover much of your foot. Yeah. Is this a... a Trend from where you're from? Um, well, the thing is, like, okay, so my one foot is fine, but the other one, like, you can see the toe is a little floppy because uh, it's stuffed with, like, some extra stuff uh, because uh, I don't have a full foot. I actually don't have a full leg. Um, my, yep. Uh, yeah, I took, I, I take the, the boot off and I show that I have a stone peg leg that's kind of disguised in my, in my boot. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Yeah, um, they're yeah they're not sandals. Um, they yeah, uh, you guys don't have boots. They don't have boots, guys. Different place, different time. Yeah, Brimley would want to talk to Nervoon mm-hmm. and be like, "Hey, I noticed you got a staff there. Why is it all wrapped up like that? Also, how come you're wearing sandals on a boat? 
wearing sandals. Yes. It's, it's, it doesn't seem like safe boat wear. There's a lot of splinters and stuff. Like, wear shoes, man. What is a shoe? It, like, gestures down at his shoe. <laughs> they cover the whole foot so you don't get splinters in your toes. I know what a shoe is. I have traveled the world. Oh. Huh. <laughs> I want to... Brimley, did you ask him about the shoes? Yeah, he's, he knows what they are. Oh, okay. They got shoes, guys. Windar points to Navoon <laughs> with his copper ring. Oh, my point, gosh. And he, he uses message and just says, I'm sorry for these odd questions. And he just kind of goes back and looks over the side of the boat. Wait, I'm sorry I got distracted by your shoes. Not shoes, your sandals. Wait, what's, why is it all wrapped up like that? To protect you. From what? Losing your mind. What's in there? Hopefully you will never have to see. Hopefully you never betray my trust. No, we're good, man. <laughs> you seem cool. So, oh at this my point... Gosh, I want to say it's so bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> what he's hiding. <laughs> What's wrong with his staff? <laughs> no, never mind. Okay. Um, so, at some point in the day, in like the distance, like someone, you know... Hark! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, the lighthouse. <laughs> and, um, as, and so you see kind of like cresting like from the horizon is this like even in the daytime, you can see this really bright light. Oh, and man. so, you you know, you assume that it's a lighthouse and basically, you know, you're just you're moving kind of towards it and it just it just grows and it just grows. Yeah. Wait, I thought we were like weeks away. Why are we? Why is land right there? Uh, that is not land. What? Uh, that is Lumest. What's, what's that? Built by the people of Barlek, the nation next to Maridon. I believe it is to honor their god, Dunras. What? The Thunder God? Uh, yes, I, I do believe he... Um, and actually, at this point, the uh, Antioch says, oh, I, have, I have read of Dunras. And and the, and Novin like puts his hand on in his head and he like just kind of like toss, tousles his hair a little bit. What, um, what have you learned? I'm I. Oh, well, they say Donraz is the strongest of of the gods of of the far off land. They say he wields a hammer so strong that it can it can kill giants in a single blow. Works for me. I like so, the that. Hey, that sounds up my alley. It sounds like you. Oh yes. But, oh. What a magnificent hammer you have! Yeah, he's, yeah it's uh, it served me well. Are you the avatar of Donras? I don't believe so. I serve a mountain. A mountain? Yes. What is a mountain? Um, a great big pile rock. of dirt. A big rock that's like so big that it's that it like pierces the sky. It's a big rock. He's not wrong. Uh, like the temples. Yes, and they are earth temples. They're not... Well, earthen temples. They're not made by man. They're made by nature. Oh, no, the temples in Kemesir were made by slaves. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no slaves necessary. Just it is not, time. not a mountain. Just time. Oh, I understand. They are created by time. And just, you know, as, as the minutes go by again, you know, you see this just like... Yeah. How far away is it? Lighthouse. It's it's far away. I'm, I'm bad at estimating... <laughs> I'm bad at estimating distance in real life. It's even harder in a fictional world. All right, so... Uh, it's, it's pretty far away. Like, 
The yeah, giant seahorse is just like kind of sweeping around the boat, making sure nothing's coming at, at us. First, all you can see is the light, and then you begin to see that like maybe there's like a tower to it, and it's it just like it. At some point, you realize that this thing that's coming off the horizon, like you're not seeing any land around it, like yet, like you don't see what looks like a base, but you see that it's absurdly big. Cool, like like absurdly big. Like uh, imagine, okay. Imagine the you were really far enough thing. away from the Burj Khalifa, the tallest <laughs> skyscraper in the world, to the point that it you couldn't see it over the horizon, and then you were watching it begin to emerge from the horizon. Okay, just to give away how big this thing is, it is taller than the the Burj Khalifa, the tallest skyscraper that we can manufacture with our mortal hands. So it's really really big, and it's just you know as the time goes on, it's just poof, just coming up from the ocean Man. like this. I mean, this is this is a good way to tell time. How long did they? How long did it take for them to make that? A Novun, he looks at the boy, and he goes, "Well," and and you see the boy like, just like thinking to himself, and he goes, "Well, this was made in the in the fourth age." And he looks up at his teacher, and he goes, "Good young one," and then he you see the boy gets like a little bit of confidence. Oh, the fourth age. Windar, what? When was the fourth age? <laughs> Can I call my history banks? Yeah. So you know that the main storyline of our podcast takes place in the sixth age, okay? okay. And that Atroon is is the unification of Atroon is what I'm just going to tell you. You would probably know this. You've been in Atroon for like a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. That Atroon is is one country. In the fifth age, it was three countries: Maradon, Barlek, and Valornia. And that those three countries came together to create Etrune. Mm. But then prior to that, there was a time when they were previously one country when they were warring with Quar. Mm. Oh, man. They, they had, the, what had been there, they formed one giant country to battle Quar. They broke back up. They yeah. ended up falling apart into three countries. So are there, are there people in this lighthouse? I would assume so. The teacher knows everything. Um, and he goes, oh, yes, there are probably... People in the lighthouse. Is that true? Worshippers of Dunraz. Is that true? Cool. I do not know everything. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> the little one. <laughs> I would have so many questions. <laughs> I'll roll the 14. For what? Uh, the history check for... <laughs> I told you don't roll. Don't roll. I said don't roll. Never mind. I didn't hear it. I was paying attention. So I was like, why are you getting ready to roll so eagerly when he told you not to um, roll? I just figured to let Craig just like to roll things. That, that was his like... So at some point, the, the boy, uh, Antioch, he, he runs away, like, you know, as he's like noticing like the tower is becoming clearer and whatnot, and he, and he goes over to the side of the ship and he's just kind of like watching it you know, emerge, and he's just like, the closer and closer he gets, and the huger and huger, it, you know, it appears, the more in awe he is, and honestly, you probably are too, it is like, really big, it's insanity, like, you, you've heard of this thing, you hadn't seen it, and the only person that has maybe seen it is Orthmar, who's not here, <laughs> so he's probably the only one that, that might have actually ever come this far into the Great Sea, and so you've heard of it, and you know, this tower is essentially like one of the wonders of the world, like, it is, you know, do we know if it's still around in yes, our time? Yes, still, it still exists. Okay, it still in, exists, it still in, exists in, your in, your, okay. in your time. Okay. Just just wondering. Just giving it an old question. Um, is anybody near the boy? Like, is, any, is anybody near yeah, him? Or do you... We're standing yeah. next to him. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're, like, um, yeah, we're near him. So then all of you would hear him say, There is nothing like this in Kemisir. The pyramids are large, but it is breathtaking. Etrune would have loved it. Wait, wait, what did you just say? Etrune. 
wait, yeah, that, that, that's, that's where we came from. Oh my God, are you the monarch? The troon is, I am just a boy. Wait, what's a troon? A troon is my brother. We have to kill where, this kid. Where, where's your brother? He, and Novun, who's nearby, says, he could not come. I understand. I'm sorry. So, there's like a palpable silence here. So, <laughs> hopefully you, listener, are also palpably silenced. So, I think we'll, uh, we'll stop there. I'm going to make you wait a week to see what else happens. I knew it! <laughs> as soon as this kid showed up, I was just like, this kid. This freaking kid. So... <laughs> Yeah, just remember you can uh, you know tell us what you think. Twitter, Instagram at gonna hurt D and D. You can leave us reviews on iTunes and things like that. And uh, yeah, have a good week. Peace. Woo. We're gonna have to do some bad stuff. This kid. Hello, everyone. Uh, we just like to take this moment to thank our patrons for bringing this episode to you. So big thank you to Austin, JJ, Jordan, Justin, Kim, Nathan, Phil, and Trevor. You guys are awesome. We appreciate everything you're doing for us.